Welcome to another episode of The Endless Mindset. Good morning, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Endless Mindset Podcast. Today, we are recording an episode number 40. I can't believe that we are on number 40 now. We So far, we've shared 39 inspiring stories with you guys, and today is not going to be any different. I am bringing you someone very special today, someone who became a good friend of mine in the last few months, someone who inspires me and someone who I looked at from the day one and I'm like, wow. And I was like, I need him to be on the podcast one day to share the story, to inspire you guys. And usually I memorize what people do. On this occasion, that person done so much in his life that I'm going to have to even read it out loud. Before I say the name, let me just give you a little introduction to what this person actually did or does. This person is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, High net, uh, high net worth and ultra high net worth slash billionaire space international expert and connector, previous CEO of the year 2020, former Spears 500 top and headhunter slash talent strategist, LinkedIn advisor, speaker, and founder and a chairman of Lordian Limited. Whew. That's a mouthful, isn't it? So I am super honored to have my friend Lord Ian Franklin O'Hon on my podcast. Ian, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Lenker. I'm looking forward to this. I am super excited to have you. Uh, honestly, as I said, as I said a second ago, um, since I know you and I started start learning about you, which we met through Hynet Connect, and um, since I started get, getting to know you, I was like, wow, this person is so inspiring and so interesting. I can't get to know you more. And I think it's it's just just fair that this world needs to know more about your story as well. So I can't wait to, to, to have you on today. So Ian, for those who don't really know you, can you tell us a little bit more about who Ian is? Yeah, I mean, you've covered quite a lot already, I think. Um, yes, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, uh, a business person, but I spent, I'm, I'm a Londoner by birth. I now live in West Yorkshire uh, in the UK. And um, I spent much of my career after um, leaving university as a, as a headhunter. I spent 40 years, in fact, as a headhunter working in the financial markets, investment markets, the banking industry and so on. Um, and it was great fun, especially pre-tech um, when we didn't have technology to help wow. us with, with what we were doing. It was, it was, it was great fun. But I said early on that if I make 40 years as a headhunter, I want to retire on the anniversary of me first stepping into a headhunting office and before I even trained to become a headhunter. And that did actually happen on uh, April the 3rd, 2022, um, when that was the 40th anniversary to the day uh, when I said, right, okay, that's it. I'm retiring. Um, and that was retiring only from the talent industry, from from being a headhunter. But in between time, I'd worked in parallel as an entrepreneur for quite a few years and uh, had set up several businesses, some of which have failed, some of which have succeeded. And uh, you, this, this is something you go along with as an entrepreneur. But I also have lots of other interests. Um yeah, I'm of an age now where I look forward to enjoying life as well as continuing to work. And uh, that's that's really what I'm looking to do. I, um, Lenka and I were talking about this just before this started, that uh, one of the things I do is being an extra on TV and film. 
Um, yes, that is fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm, and I'm tell us what's your biggest dream. What movie? What type of movie you would love to play in? I would love to be a zombie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, we mentioned Walking Dead earlier, Lenka, and uh, you know, I would, I would love to have done something like that. And that's and amazing. That, that would be me to a T. I would, um, be, got... I would be the biggest fan of mo zombie movies uh, ever. <laughs> when, when your dreams come true, please let me know. I'll be the first one in the in the, in theater to watch it. <laughs> but I have other interests as well. I, um, I love skydiving and uh and also i'm going to be during the course of this summer relearning to fly again um because i used to be able to fly with the private pilot's license but i haven't flown for a little while now and so I'm, planes I'm, or helicopters planes and uh you know get back up there especially with gliding because i started gliding i started with gliding and and soaring and that was one of the most tremendous feelings um along with skydiving and uh wow. that one can have Whereas you won't see, where, you won't see me down under 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 the sea. So you know, I'm not a swimmer or anything. So I prefer to be up. <laughs> Brilliant! Is that is that the the gliding? Is that the one where uh, the different different plane pulls little plane and then it detaches and, and then, then they let go of it? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, I always wanted to try that. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Quite flimsy planes, very lightweight. Um, but you catch a thermal, um, and you just soar through that thermal. Oh, um, wow! Yeah, it's, it's a great feeling. It's oh, great I feeling. bet people yeah. who've done it will know exactly what I mean. And, uh, well, one day I'll join that group, one day I'll join definitely. I'll, I'll share that excitement with you as well. <laughs> that's amazing. So, Ian, that's that's great. So, you as we know, so you've got lots of interest as well, apart outside of uh, business or growing businesses and things like that. But you are you when you decided to retire. You decide. You were like, okay, I'm, I'm retiring. So, shall I just start new business or two? <laughs> so, you always got things to do. You always, you're always going to be a busy man, and you had an incredible career. And as an employee, and as a, and as a business owner as well, what achievements, uh, what achievements stick out to you the most? What do you think? Yeah, that is a good question. Uh, I mentioned a moment ago about my early headhunting career. Um, headhunting in the true sense in, in the financial markets is not general recruitment as, as we know it, or most of us know it. Uh, in those earlier days, it was when a client said to me, go out and get me Lenka. And I would have to do a lot of research on Lenka and find out why that my client would want Lenka and, and so it was a long you know long process and each assignment could take many many months and not having the technology back say pre-millennium um wow. that would enable me to be able to do that no, not like now you can google now, person yeah. an and of course in those days it was it wasn't an achievement because that's what we did wow um, i never thought of it of course it's not like yeah. and on for granted and that was our training and so we knew how we, how we did it um wow. these days when i think back um the, the you know the technology that we have eases the job so much and therefore i look at those early days as an achievement and also then in um the mid late late 90s 1990s and i was still working as a headhunter but i'd been living in switzerland for a little while and i came back from switzerland and i i decided to change my sector um for a while and move into an area of transportation logistics distribution as a headhunter but 
whilst I was doing that, I had been approached by quite a well-known high-profile entrepreneur um, who himself had heard of me. And he wanted me, and I was quite local to him as well, geographically. Uh, he wanted me to set up a, a recruitment firm for his group of companies. Now, I'd never set up a business before. I'd always been an employee and, and so on. But I thought, hang on, this is a, a great challenge. And he bought me lunch, which you know, free lunch, I'll go. I'll go yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the lunches. <laughs> and uh, we, we discussed uh, what he wanted and terms and, and so on and so forth. So I did that and it was a success. And the company, the business, that, uh, part of the business that uh, I set up for him uh, was ultimately sold uh, very well. And of course, I, I benefited from that. But he had also suggested me meeting uh, another colleague of his who was also an entrepreneur, quite quite well-known entrepreneur, who wanted exactly the same for his group of companies. So it was a duplicate. It was a deja vu in many oh, ways. Yeah. So I went into his offices and he had bought me lunch as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes. I went into his office and uh, did exactly the same. So learning about business again, particularly in the 90s, um, by doing it, yes, okay, for other people, launched me into the uh, into the career element of being an entrepreneur, whilst I was still being also in a headhunter. But then the recession happened in 2007-8, and I saw that as a challenge, along with a couple of associates of mine, because the three of us um, banged our heads together and went back into the city of London where we knew all the banks, the legal firms, the financial institutions were chucking out people uh, because of the recession. But we looked at this and studied it because of the knowledge that we had of how the city worked. And this applied to other parts of the world as well, of course, who were suffering recession. Um, that if we set up another little business in the square mile, which we did, recruitment business, we were watching the banks chucking out all of these people. We could There's be there. Fantastic people, clever, smart people. Yeah, and they're very smart people. And uh, yes, okay, a lot of them were, they, they went forever, but quite a few of them were going to be needed back into those banks after the recession eased. So we were going to be there for exactly wow. that purpose. And, wow. Um, so when things were getting better after that recession, not necessarily totally gone uh, recession, but getting better, the banks realised that they needed a lot of those personalities back in their offices that they had previously made redundant. Okay, some of the banks had gone altogether, as we all know. But, uh, but um, you know, it gave us a good database of new clients and existing clients and also people out there with skills um, that we could place in other banks as well. So it was, if I may say so, it was good timing, being in the right place at the right time. And that itself, to me, I see as an achievement. Wow. Anyway, that's that is so inspiring in so many levels. So it's like when when the research started, that this is where it shows what type of personality you are. Where lots of people panic, you are like, hmm, there's gonna be a niche somewhere. There's gonna there's gonna yeah. be something when lots of pe people saying though that when when recessions are starting when recessions well sadly they keep repeating so when the recession starting um and lots of people panic the, the right entrepreneur should not panic but they actually found something where you can actually do exactly from it. exactly you have to be careful with things like this i mean with negative what comes across and especially with the way media talk about it mm. um um, when things come across as quite negative, such as recessions, 
we're not in a good place at the moment, for example. As we all know, but the cost of living is a term that's being used all the time. And uh, But, you know, there's somewhere in the depths of the crisis that we're in at the moment, there's a lot of commercial good, industrial growth, um, and even in a lot of situations, personal good going on as well. It's just a case of finding it, and the media don't tend to pick up on that. We've just had a pandemic. Now, the pandemic was an interesting, you know, one has to be careful, of course, there's a public inquiry going on. Um, but yeah, at the same time, five years. <laughs> but at the same time, the world was affected by this thing. The mm. world didn't know anything about it before it happened and didn't know really what to do with it when it started, um, yeah. except, you know, doing the best that we could um in being able to protect ourselves yeah and, uh, you know right down to face masks and injections and jabs and things like that um and, and distances between people and so on that's that's basically all we could do because we were based on ignorance but at the same time people were at home they were sitting around wondering what to do they were twiddling their thumbs and mm-hmm. realizing that possibly we could do something whilst we we're at home like set up a business write a book, this, that, and the other, and so on and so forth. So one's got to also look at the positives. No, okay, in the pandemic, people lost their, their lives and they lost their loved ones and so on, which, of course, yeah. is very sad. But at the same time, on the, the opposite end of the scale, quite a lot of good things did actually happen through the pandemic. You very mentioned cool. High Connect earlier. High Net Connect is no exception to that. And that, of course, has grown as a result of that. Um, my most recent company that I set up in early in January 2022, the tail end of the pandemic. Um, wow. that was my caused podcast started the in the pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> yeah, your, your podcast, and so on. One could go on. Um, and uh, people are benefiting uh, as a result of this, but also, of course, one has to remember those who didn't. Yeah, um, absolutely. And even those people who 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 found positives in it, they could also have a bad 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 parts as well. Like personally, personally, I found I was one of those who found some positives in there. You know, and what you could do, or how you can turn your time, you know, the, the time into something positive. But yeah. for example, I also twice lost my income because of the lockdowns and things like that. So could be you know, some, some, still still doesn't matter. It still shows how person is like right. But what I'm gonna do with this time? Can I do something? smart and i'm just going to watch netflix all day long yeah. so it's definitely yeah so yeah so we have this time it's a bit different because as you said we have a recession coming but we also just are post pandemic and lockdowns and all that so we're in a very weird times aren't we at the moment but yeah. um but it didn't it doesn't stop you <laughs> you just you just retired recently as well and you've started two businesses three businesses how many <laughs> you, you just mentioned the r word <laughs> retire um, yeah, I mean, Melodian, uh, which I set up in January of 2022, um, I, I intended it to be uh, a mother company, parent company for my, what could be my passion businesses as I head into retirement. Little yeah. businesses that won't necessarily be there for growth, but will still continue because, you know, there's a famous What's saying, you know, never retires. Um, but, you know, where an income can still come in and I can still have fun with business and so on that, uh, that I, I, I enjoy that your doing. Business, so it just shows how business for you, it's it's fun. You do what you love, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't. Yeah, why shouldn't it be? Exactly. Yeah, it's, don't treat business as a nine-to-five um, toil that you've got to go through. Mm. Um, and if you and, don't enjoy your business probably you're not in the right business exactly should be enjoyable because exactly it's like when people say that if you go to work which you don't enjoy 
Why are you still there? Like you spend most of your time you spend at work. So if you don't enjoy the work, why would you stay? So when you have your own business, what is the difference? It's the same thing. It's even worse because you spend, you tend to spend more time in your business than you would in nine to five, especially in the beginning. So you clearly, we have to, people have to choose something they really enjoy. And if you're losing the interest, think about it. Is it worth going for the next 10, 20 years through it, you know, and trying to make it work or it's time to step back and relook at things. So, and yeah. don't forget a lot of business and very successful businesses have been born out of um, passion and hobbies. Um, I, can, I can pick up on one prime example. Uh, if you take Sir James Dyson, mm-hmm. uh, the vacuum cleaner, uh-huh. man, he gives me for saying so. He's now, what, the second, third richest person in the UK. Um, but if, if you speak with him, he would come across as somebody who designed things essentially because he just loves designing things. He designed, that. if you remember, if anybody is, knows I, I wanted... about Dyson, he designed the ball barrow, the wheelbarrow with a ball, not a wheel. Um, and then, of course, he, he tried the electric car, but the, the, that didn't succeed. But, uh, um, but of course, the vacuum cleaners. And we all I know, know about I... the vacuum cleaners. <laughs> and, I, you know, you're gonna, I'm going to write that down because I do want to look into that story. So Dyson story. Basically, um, you never, when he said, like, I wonder what... What made him to design it was a was a helping a wife. Yes, what, no, not necessarily. It's because of what he just enjoyed doing. He saw yes. a need, perhaps for um, you know, talking about the wheelbarrow, for example. I mean, he 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 saw well. What can you do with a wheelbarrow to make it different, to make it more usable, wow. to make it more adaptable? So very simple. He exchanged that wheel for a ball. That's and beautiful. of course, the ball is was used in the original vacuum cleaners and so on yeah. as well. The design of it, and uh, and and of course, it's very as we all know, a highly successful company. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, 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 my favorite things to watch in the TV is the, the uh, biographies, documentaries. They're my favorite. So I'm gonna don't know if I'm gonna find one about Dyson. If not, maybe YouTube will have it. But I really want to look into that story. <laughs> so it's yeah. written down. But that's a good example because he he was just passionate about what uh-huh. he was doing. and his business has grown out of his passion and it is a family firm as well you know so so the family's involved the that that well i wouldn't say children because they're all grown up but uh um but you know they're they're all part of it and they've got a their own university for for study of technology and various things that can win, and so on so you know it's that's a that's a typical example of extreme success yeah but great Absolutely. That's brilliant. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I yeah. love, I personally love crafting and I tried to turn it into a business years ago, lost my passion for crafting. So then I stopped that business. Um, and two years later, I realized I want to craft again, but no answer for business. So it just sometimes exactly that sometimes passion can be, but this is where people uh, sometimes panic. They think they need to get stuck with it because I always wanted to do this. And it's like, well, but if you're losing the passion, maybe it's not the right thing to do as a business. Some people that passion turn into business and it's exactly what should be they, they should be doing. So yeah, and, and, and you're hitting a nail on the, and you're hitting a nail on the head there, Lenka. I mean, you mentioned crafting, for example, and uh, for for any tele addicts like me, um, you you watch uh, something like Dragon's Den. Of course, one of the current dragons on Dragon's Den is Sarah Davis, yeah, who's made her millions out of crafting. I did not know that. Yeah, and that's what her business is. So there's Lenka looking at Sarah Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> type it, type it, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, there we go. Got it. <laughs> I'm getting so many. Uh, usually, people give me uh, uh, recommendations to watch or listen to books or something like that at the end of the episode. We are in the beginning, and you're already giving me ideas to what to watch later. That's brilliant. Thank you, Ian. I'm on it. <laughs> right, Ian. We we were talking about. Um, uh, obviously, you, you were giving us examples about you being employed, like, you know, what, 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 what you done when you were employed. And then obviously you were, as you were working still as employed, you were learning a lot about the business as well. Now, your recent businesses did, did incredibly well. Now, what is the, what um, was it easy transition to go from being an employee to employers, like, I mean, businessman? For me, yes, um, it was easy because I was doing it at the same time. And uh, um, the opportunity of retiring from headhunting last year, even though by last year um, I owned companies in headhunting rather than was an employee as such. Um, but, you know, having had the opportunity in the late 90s to set up companies for other people, then the, the experience I had um, as a result of my business in the recession and also some further skill sets that I'd had gained in between time, because my last company that I owned as a headhunter was a business called Stickfest, which I set up in 2017. Yes. And that was that was um, sort of last year when I retired. And but How many I, times did you retire? <laughs> many. Retired from headhunting. I, I, yeah, I'll use the term... RH retired from headhunting. So <laughs> it's still like you really retired. It just shows who you are. Yeah. It's like, I retired. Well, I'm busy. I retired. I'm busy. <laughs> but yeah. It was a transition, a very, a very smooth transition on the basis that I was both doing this for other people, but at the same time, be, still being an employee back in the 90s of being um, what I was doing in the headhunting industry. And, uh, you know, as time moved on, I just gradually moved into doing it for myself. Nice. Naturally, just naturally. Very simple. Of course, I've learned about, you know, learned on the job, as it were. Yeah, and you just loved it. It suits you as well. Like you know, you you probably like some people. They just they're they're just been born to be leaders, born to be entrepreneurs, born to be the people who create businesses. And the world have to be like that. We need to have people who are born to be employees because otherwise, uh, business owners would never had anybody who works for them. So who would be running the you know who would be working in those businesses? So it's naturally in this world we got both. And you are just naturally born businessman. So it suits you. And there's a kind of an equation there on the basis that, um, you know, a lot of people say that, do you really want to continue working for other people? And do you want to have a boss? You yeah, okay. no, you, you, there are good bosses and there are bad bosses. There always will be, you know, oh, for yeah. as long as life continues. But um, uh, but on the other hand, uh, I see myself as an entrepreneur and a businessman as still being an employee in a manner of speaking, because if it wasn't for them out there, you who I'm serving and working for. Sure. It's okay. I don't receive a salary on a certain day every month for the payslip. Downsize to everything. But the other side of the coin, you know, I'm still serving other people Absolutely. and other businesses and other companies. And most importantly, doing what you love. And doing what I love. Absolutely. And Ian, what do you think? What are your greatest strengths and strengths and weaknesses? E. E. <laughs> <laughs> Good reaction. One, I mean, you know me quite well, Lenka, and you, I think you would um, see that one thing that I have a lot of is patience. I live by patience. A lot of entrepreneurs are totally impatient people. Um, they're running around 
everywhere, very fast, wanting things done now. If I know what I'm doing, you know, if I think I know what I'm doing, and if my strategy is right, then my patients will play off in a better mm. way than somebody who hasn't got that sort of degree of patience. But by doing so, I've got to have vision, strength of resilience, and also I've got to know how things are going to move forward for me, for my, for my businesses and so on. So I've got to be quite strategic. So I think um, my strengths would be exactly those, patience, vision, resilience and strategy. I think it also, that's a very, very good one. I love it. And I think also like the patience uh, from, from the story you told us, it's like look at the difference of, for example, the headhunting. I did not think at all when you told me before that you were a headhunter. I didn't think when you did it. So exactly like you had to be so much more patient to like just to find the person and find the information about that person. You know, like when you said that people want these days, a modern businessman, they want something right now, now, because we are so used to you open, you take your phone, you get any information you want. You want to take a picture, you got it there. You want to do this, you do that. You want to call someone, you Google the number. Everything yeah. is there, which before you, you, you grew, you, you grew yeah, no, and you grew up in a world where you want to get proper job done and you do it from the scratch, you do it like this, you do it like So it's a very different life training you had as well. And it's amazing what it taught you, the patience, it's fantastic. I love your love your strengths you mentioned. <laughs> it's amazing. And I think also, <laughs> it sounds very immodest to me saying this as well, that, you know, when I consider my own age, of course, I'm, I'm 70 next year. and no, I could never I think- tell. And uh, uh, thank you. And uh, I, I think basically, because if I, I take a kind of a slightly laid back attitude to my business, but so long as I know I'm still in control of it and I know exactly what's happening, then I like to feel that that helps me to continue going on and carrying on rather than thinking about how old I am. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's the thing, because age is just a number, isn't it? And yes, there's certain things, obviously, we might be, um, obviously, you feel the age in certain ways, you know, even me, like now I can't, let's say, bad example, because we're talking business, but for example, drinking, you can't drink as you could use use chin when you were in 20s, for example. So Things does change, obviously, but it's still just a number, isn't it? And it's, it depends how you feel in up here, definitely. So, yeah, that's that's brilliant. And you asked me about weaknesses as well. And I, I thought I was about I've, to I've been asked this no, no ends of times. And uh, it's always a difficult question to for anybody to answer. You know, what are your weaknesses? And it's I think like in, being on a, uh, it's like being on a Hindered Connect uh, challenge again. No, that's sort it of is. Liz would it have is, that yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the obvious base things are that, you know, I, I, I hate people being late for anything. A lot of that's my own up, <laughs> but upbringing, personal upbringing, and, and things like that. That's that's just the way I am, and uh, and especially people who just don't turn up at all. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm not that bad. Without notice, without warning, you know, and you're, you're <laughs> sitting there waiting for a call or waiting for a, in in a hotel somewhere or an office yeah, for a it's, meeting. It's very disrespectful. That is yeah, so disrespectful. Yeah, it, very disrespectful, and that that is you know it's a weakness that does drive me bonkers. Yeah. Um, but in business and entrepreneurial, and a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, well, some entrepreneurs won't be surprised at this because they will um, say this is their weakness as well. 
but it's um, but a lot of people in business and people who see business in a different way will find this very weird. And that is that I have a condition called dyscalculia, um, which is for anybody who knows what dyscalculia is, I'm a 64 percenter, which means that it's the numbers version effectively of dyslexia. Um, and I'm no good, really, to put it bluntly, with numbers. And if you put a set of accounts in front of me, financials, anything, projections, I would not know really what I'm looking at without a thorough, simple, monosyllabic explanation as to what I need. So, so when I do have situations, because one of the things I, or other things I do is being a connector into, as you pointed out in the introduction, to the high net worth, the ultra high net worth, the billionaire world as well, that I get a lot of approaches from people who are entrepreneurs or business people who are perhaps looking, seeking investment. Um, and so when they send their pitches through to me, I will look at the pitch and I'll look at the concept of the pitch, strategy, the vision and so on and so forth and the teams and the, uh, the talents involved and everything else. But I won't look at the numbers and I will bring in people who Smart. are my associates, even my accountant, my wealth management or, or whoever they are to look at the numbers for me to see if they make sense. To me, wow. they don't mean anything. That's so if it all sums up and if it all adds up at the end of the day, um, then okay, you know, job done. But um, but I see that in some ways as a weakness, in some ways as a strength, because things are not just reliant on me. Yeah, but um, yeah, very true. That is, It's a well, very interesting way of putting, and it's like, the but I think I think you're being very clever about it personally. That's what I think because it's like when people say, um, with anything you can't do things alone, especially if you want to um, achieve bigger things. And to realize what is your weakness, it's actually your strength because instead of forcing yourself, like some people think, no, I need to do it. I need to be in control of this. It's my business. It's my baby. Whatever that is, I need to be in control. Well, because of that uh, stubbornness. You could harm your business and destroy your personal life as well by being miserable and all that which comes with it. Because let's say that particular skill, it's something you're just not good at and it might it will affect business as well as personal life. So I feel like it's actually strength. I think it's amazing that you could step back, step back and go, mm, actually, I'm not that really good at this. Let's outsource that and I can then focus on this and this. So I think that's amazing. Well done, Ian. And that's how I've created um, in a couple of my businesses in Lordin and also in SPL, one of my other companies, um, teams of people who are experts at everything. So all I'm doing, even though I may have a title like CEO or chairman or whatever the case may be in each company, um, all I'm doing is just coordinating everything. Um, and I've got these experts around me helping me. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're both advising me, uh, they're telling me what to do. Um, in many ways, they're my bosses. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, you know, they're crucial, critical people. They're people who I would personally handpick to be yeah. part of my team because yeah. I have I know them. They're, I know their integrities, their, their skill sets and their talents and so on. And And can I get on with them? 
it's like Ian, I can't help it. I know we're not talking about it, but like real lord, you got your advisors. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got your little advisor like a kings. You know, kings they have advisors. <laughs> Good well, advisors. Well, <laughs> has. I mean, if you take, for example, I mean, a prime example is, is the, the absolute extreme in the UK. For example, is the cabinet in the prime minister's cabinet. Yeah. If you think what that cabinet is, it is a kind of a board of directors, if you like, uh-huh. um, with the prime minister being the CEO. Yeah. Um, but the, the reason those people, you know, you know, without picking upon any individuals, uh, because <laughs> because that could be quite controversial. Um, but, um, you know, if you think about who the secretary of state or the ministers of are, it's because they've got a talent in that particular normally it's because they've got a talent in the particular area in which office they sit um and they're there to advise the prime minister and also the country on whatever it is it's a similar scenario yeah so hopefully in my company <laughs> they're not politicians <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, hopefully um but they are people with the skills that i would need to advise me it's fantastic. I honestly, I, I I respect that a lot. I feel like that's that's exactly what everybody should always do. Outsource the skills you're not the greatest at, and like especially something like dyslexia. You know, when when it comes to numbers and all that, it's like with business, especially you don't want to mess up with numbers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You get someone who understands it better, and and that way you can grow and do other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really smart. And Ian, what do you think? What what would you what advice would you give to yourself, to your younger self? Now, now knowing what you know, with all the experience you have, what advice would you give yourself to your younger self? Six words. Do what your heart tells you. Yeah, nice. Nice. Oh, I don't know why I had to count it. Like I don't believe you, you can count it. <laughs> oh, counting, huh? <laughs> don't you- necessarily do what your brain tells you, do what your heart tells That's you. The brain beautiful. the brain will tell you how to do it. Um, That's beautiful. But if you live your life in whatever way, in whatever happens during your life, you know, some people will just prefer to be an employee all their life or Absolutely. whatever. That's fine, you know that's that's you know that, that's their requirement that's what they want to do that's what they need to do so it's your heart that's telling you how to live your life at the end of the day love that absolutely love that uh it was one of the nicest um replies to this question ever love it um ian i have a very special question for you you a zombie lover so um now this is something what i just genuinely cannot wait for you to reply yeah so no, nothing business related, nothing headhunting related. If a zombie apocalypse would come, what three things would you grab? What three things would you take with you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you got what you're gonna take. I think I'd grab a ready-made suitcase that's full of my ragged old clothes so I can look like look like those zombies. <laughs> <laughs> So it can be quite covert. <laughs> like a chameleon. <laughs> like blending. <laughs> I would have a copy of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd with me all the time. That's that's my key streaming in my car. And I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. So, uh, well, where um, would you get the electricity during the apocalypse? There's not that I know much about uh, zombies, but I, I would get, I would get James Dyson to, to design me something where I can put a pedal <laughs> So I'd need a pedal of yeah, but that that's a fourth thing I would probably take. <laughs> but my other thing would be maybe the third thing. Yeah, sorry. 
and a, and a box of Earl Grey tea. I, I, I'm a little bit addicted to Earl Grey tea, so uh, my day is not complete without my morning cup of Earl Grey tea. Nice. Do you drink it with milk or without? With milk. Yeah, with sometimes milk. with lemon, but uh, usually with milk. Yeah, nice, nice. I thought you were going to say, like, the third person will be Mr. Dyson, so he can build you the radio. <laughs> Well, you asked um, what things I would take. True, uh, true. a person rather than a thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to headhunting for zombie apocalypse, that's a different story, yeah? yeah? <laughs> and I couldn't afford him anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, Ian, if the zombie apocalypse would come, I'm going to also come and find you because you're going to be the one with some music and I love um, that music, so make sure that you have a space for me when it happens, okay? <laughs> Well, I should, I should be sitting out there in my zombie clothes, drinking a cup of Earl Grey tea, listening to Pink Floyd. So when you find <laughs> me, I expect you to look the same. So <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. And I'll grab some ready meals as well. So I'll, I'll bring the food. I'm a feeder. And the microwave to put them in, yes. <laughs> well, no, we'll just have Mr. Dyson to make us one. <laughs> Brilliant. Ian, okay, so now you... Your story was your story is just amazing, and as I said, so inspiring. Um, for those who listen to the episode and they are not your friend yet or your follower yet, where can people find you? The best way is on LinkedIn. If you go to the search bar on link on LinkedIn and put in Ian M. Franklin, um, you'll see the suave, good-looking bloke come up with a suit on. Yeah. That might be me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you, if you see see me in my black suit and my gold tie, that that that's um, you're on the right profile, and just send me a friend request. And and even if you want to send a message, just mention Lenka in the in the message box, and uh, I will know that you've seen the podcast. Um, otherwise, um, my email address is info at lordian.biz. That's B-I-Z and uh, on that and that is also that domain is also my website and so you can go on there although the website is in the process of being updated as well because of all the changes of things that are happening with um, my various businesses nice busy little bee retired busy little bee <laughs> but essentially linkedin is the best way to actually get get into me Fantastic. That's great. And I'm going to obviously pop it in in the, in the descriptions as well. So that's amazing. Now, Ian, I'm going to ask you a question, which I always ask every single of my guests. If you would recommend something to read or listen to a book, it could be obviously audible. What book would you recommend to listeners to read or listen to? I always have trouble answering this one because people who are interviewing me are often expecting me to come up with lots of business books. Not necessarily. Anything could anything hit me. Apart, yeah, I mean, apart from courses of study that I've had to do in various professions and so on, I've never read a business book in my life. I don't read books by business mentors and coaches, some of the well-known names out there. I've never read any of the other books and so on and so forth. But And I don't often read books anyway. But there's always been one book right from the time it was published back in the 1970s, long, long time ago, uh, that relates to my attitude on life, my humour. <gasps> I, I and I think you possibly may know this, um, and a lot of people will see this and say, yes, um, absolutely. And that's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, my gosh. No, I I, I mean, it rings the bell. Not, not Hiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Got it? 
by Douglas Adams. What is that? It's a satirical comedy. Um, Douglas Adams, the late Douglas Adams now, um, he was in the similar sort of vein and was part of initially the original Monty Python Flying Circus team. Um, going back a long no, time what? <laughs> for the for the younger people amongst us you won't necessarily know monty python but they for the for the slightly older ones amongst us <laughs> they you will know that uh um the, the late 60s and the early 70s and during the 70s and also part of the 80s monty python was um the satirical comedy um wow yeah. And a few of the Monty Python team are still alive. They will include people like John Cleese and Michael Palin and Derek Idle and and so on. And uh, and Douglas Adams originally was going to be one of the Python team, but he went on his own and wrote the first book. He was um, quite a prolific author, but the first book which came out, which was Hitchhiker's Guide. And Hitchhiker's Guide um, was then put on the radio in the late 1970s. And uh, a colleague of mine at that time was listening to it, and um, and and I thought, well, I'll have a listen. And I, I just couldn't stop laughing all the way through this radio series as it was then. And then it went on to TV, and there was a TV series of uh, over however many weeks it was of the book, and and there's been films since with different casts and 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 so on. And even today, <clears throat> Douglas Adams quotes and things are quite often used for various reasons including business as well as personal situations but they're all mainly quite amusing funny quotes that uh, are often picked up and um for anybody who's a facebook friend of mine we'll see on my facebook feed quite a few douglas adams quotes because i, I still use them I'm going to look out for them now. I yeah. love it. And I love your humor. So now I'm super excited for this. I'm going to check it out as well. But he, Douglas Adams wrote quite a few books and uh, I've, I've read, I think, probably all of them now. And uh, But, you know, it's only because I do, did enjoy his humor. I say yeah. because, you know, the late Douglas Adams. But, uh, um, but yeah, for anybody who's read Hitchhiker's Guide, you will know exactly where I'm coming from. <laughs> Amazing. It does ring the bell. I heard of it. Um, yeah. even the name rings the bell but yeah I'm, I'm gonna look into that because I love your humor we always laugh a lot but whenever we speak we giggle a lot so if you're saying that I'm gonna give it a go I'm gonna check it out next time I have a um, free credit on audible I know what I'm downloading <laughs> that's on Amazon that, that book that I just showed you <laughs> yeah fantastic well thank you very much for the recommendation love it um I have a, one more question for you um also um i'm always also asking my guests uh for some recommendation to something to watch and again it doesn't have to be business related doesn't have to be my you know mindset growth anything like that it could be just something what ian enjoys to watch when he wants to relax or it could be inspiring who whatever you want what would you recommend i'm a complete an absolute television addict i do love my tv I, uh -huh. I Ooh, so it's gonna be really hard TV. to pick yeah you can give us two <laughs> some of it relates back to what we were saying earlier about my role as an extra um in tv and film <clears throat> because some people laugh at me for saying this but i do enjoy one or two soaps um oh no way <laughs> Such as Emmerdale and Coronation Street, the first that I've actually appeared on as a, as a, an extra a few times, Emmerdale. Uh huh. Um, wow. I want to. I want to find you. Can I find you on YouTube? 
or something? Probably not. I mean, I would probably be that sort of bald head wandering past the pub, you know, <laughs> background, background support artist. And that's that, you know, without the background support artist, you wouldn't really have a production because you, you know, it makes it normal. So you just see people wandering around the background or yeah. on the TV program itself, drinking a cup of coffee in the cafe or whatever, you know, chatting away Brilliant. with someone. But, uh, uh, so, so I'd quite enjoy, but I also do, as I say, sticking to TV. I don't often watch movies, um, but TV drama such as you know the real in-depth drama. We recently had Happy Valley, um, and Happy Valley was a cult series on TV, which no doubt will be winning awards next year. Um, plus, the coincident fact that I actually live in the real Happy Valley. Yes. So, um, which there is a, such a place, and uh, wow. people who will know, know Yorkshire and know Happy Valley, the TV series, will know that was that um, that's that's where Halifax and uh, going to places like Hebden Bridge and Todmorden and so on um, is where near enough I'm based. Um, but also the real sort of traditional ongoing things like Silent Witness, and I, I love the sort of real in-depth dramas where you can just get glued to the screen. And they're very cerebral. You yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you're no. contemplating, you're concentrating, you're thinking, and and then suddenly the adverts come on. <laughs> <laughs> and new adverts. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I did not expect that answer. It makes me, I, I love it. I love when people surprise you. It's like what that is brilliant. Love it. And love and it. and of course, without forgetting the good old zombie movie. <laughs> oh yeah, there's of course the zombie movies. I honestly, Ian. I never wanted anyone to become a zombie more than I want you to be a zombie. In <laughs> I, I, I think I know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want you to, I want for your dream to come true. <laughs> I, don't honest... intend to be, I don't intend to be a real zombie before my time. but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, Ian, I truly enjoyed having you today on the show I enjoyed it. Yes, shame that the, everything have to come to the end um but yeah um this, is there anything you'd like to add uh before we sign off because i i have no more questions but i could easily talk to you for hours uh as we do so is there anything you would like to add for the listeners i've enjoyed this uh conversation very much thank you very much for uh having me on here Thank you so much for coming, honestly. And I, I'm like I was excited for this episode a lot, and rightly so. We had you shared beautiful stories, you shared so much inspiration, and we had a good giggle as well. And I now know what to do when the zombie apocalypse comes. So there we go. <laughs> Think of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get some clothes and I'll look for the bloke drinking cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and listening to music. That's brilliant, Ian. Again, thank you so much, and I'm wishing you happy retirement <laughs> whenever that may be exactly yeah whatever that might look like for you um and for all your dreams to come true and i have no idea i have no doubt that you're going to achieve everything you put your mind into because that's what you do and thank you for keep inspiring everybody and shining as always and making making everybody smile thank you thank you Ian. bye see you take care Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.